0: Welcome to the podcast, Move Forth with Grace. We will be reading the whole Bible in the year 2024. This is such a perfect way to get into God's Word each day and to develop your own relationship with God our Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. I am your host, Angela, and want to first of all say that I am not an expert in theology or church history or a minister, and I never will claim to be. I am a wife and mother who has been reborn and want to be of service to God in gratitude for calling me back home. Welcome to the podcast. The Bible that I will be reading from is the One Year Bible. It is a New Living Translation, and you can find one at www.10deal.com. This episode is brought to you by the Move Forth brand. It encompasses freedom, health, and God's grace. We are created in God's image perfectly and fearfully and wonderfully. There is nothing that we need to do to earn His grace and His healing. He simply gives it to us. I am certified in health and life coaching, but no longer practice. However, I have health tips and resources, products that I love and use, homeschool tips, and merchandise available on my website, and that is is www.move-forth.com. One of my favorite products on my website and that I use each day are stem cell activation patches. Stem cell therapy. Therapy can be very costly and can produce results that are short-lived, which is why these patches are so brilliant and they're not considered to be stem cell therapy. They actually activate our own body's production of stem cells and support our health and well-being, all while optimizing our immune system. You can check those out at www.moveforth.com. Thank you for being here. Thank you for becoming less like you and more like Jesus. May you move forth with grace today. All right, well, today is day 57, and we're going to be reading Leviticus 19, 1 through 2021 20, Mark 8, 11 through 38, Psalm 42, 1 through 11, and Proverbs 10, 17. Let's go ahead and begin with prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this time together in your word. We just pray that we can be guided by your wisdom and not our own. We ask you to bless this time together, and we just thank you for the opportunity. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Leviticus 19, 1 through 2021. The Lord also said to Moses, give the following instructions to the entire community of Israel. You must be holy because I, the Lord, your God, am holy. Each of you must show great respect for your mother and father, and you must always observe my Sabbath days of rest. I am the Lord, your God. Do not put your trust in idols or make metal images of gods of yourself, for yourselves. I am the Lord your God. When you sacrifice a peace offering to the Lord, offer it properly so you will be accepted by God. The sacrifice must be eaten on the same day you offer it or on the next day. Whatever is left over until the third day must be completely burned up. If any of the sacrifice is eaten on the third day, it will be contaminated and I will not accept it. Anyone who eats it on the third day will be punished for defiling what is holy to the Lord and will be cut off from the community. When you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your fields and do not pick up what the harvesters drop. It is the same with your grape crop. Do not strip every last bunch of grapes from the vines and do not pick up the grapes that fall to the ground. Leave them for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. Do not steal, do not deceive or cheat one another, do not bring shame on the name of your God by using it to swear falsely, I am the Lord. Do not defraud or rob your neighbor, do not make your hired workers wait until the next day to receive their pay, do not insult the deaf or cause the blind to stumble, you must fear your God, I am the Lord. Do not twist justice in legal matters by favoring the poor or being partial to the rich and powerful, always judge people fairly. Do not spread slanderous gossip among your people. Do not stand idly by when your neighbor's life is threatened. I am the Lord. Do not nurse hatred in your heart for any of your relatives. Confront people directly so you will not be held guilty for their sin. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against a fellow Israelite, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. You must obey all my decrees. Do not mate two different kinds of animals. Do not plant your field with two different kinds of seed do not wear clothing woven from two different kinds of thread if a man has sex with a slave girl whose freedom has never been purchased but who is committed to become another man's wife he must pay full compensation to her master but since she is not a free woman neither the man nor the woman will be put to death the man however must bring a ram as a guilt offering and present it to the lord at the entrance of the tabernacle the priest will then purify him Before the Lord with the ram of the guilt offering and the man's sin will be forgiven When you enter the land and plant fruit trees leave the fruit unharvested for the first three years and consider it forbidden Do not eat it in the fourth year The entire crop must be consecrated to the Lord as a celebration of praise Finally in the fifth year you may eat the fruit if you follow this pattern your harvest will increase I am the Lord your God do not eat meat that has not been drained of its blood Do not practice fortune telling or witchcraft. Do not trim off your hair on your temples or trim your beards. Do not cut your bodies for the dead and do not mark your skin with tattoos. I am the Lord. Do not defile your daughter by making her a prostitute or the land will be filled with prostitution and wickedness. Keep my Sabbath days of rest and show reverence toward my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Do not defile yourselves by turning to mediums or to those who consult the spirits of the dead I am the Lord your God stand up in the presence of the elderly and show respect for the aged for your god fear your god I am the Lord do not take advantage of foreigners who live among you in your land treat them like native born israelites and love them as you love yourself remember that you were once foreigners living in the land of egypt I am the Lord your God do not use dishonest standards when measuring length Weight or volume. Your scales and ways must be accurate. Your containers for measuring dry materials or liquids must be accurate. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. You must be careful to keep all of my decrees and regulations by putting them into practice. I am the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Give the people of Israel these instructions which apply both to native Israelites and to the foreigners living in Israel. If any of them offer their children as a sacrifice to Moloch, They must be put to death. The people of the community must stone them to death. I myself will turn against them and cut them off from the community because they have defiled my sanctuary and brought shame on my holy name by offering their children to Moloch. And if the people of the community ignore those who offer their children to Moloch and refuse to execute them, I myself will turn against them and their families and will cut them off from the community. This will happen to all who commit spiritual prostitution by worshiping Moloch. I will also turn against those who commit spiritual prostitution by putting their trust in mediums or in those who consult the spirits of the dead. I will cut them off from the community. So set yourselves apart to be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Keep all my decrees by putting them into practice, for I am the Lord who makes you holy. Anyone who dishonors father or mother must be put to death. Such a person is guilty of a capital offense. If a man commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, both the man and the woman who have committed adultery must be put to death. If a man violates his father by having sex with one of his father's wives, both the man and the woman must be put to death, for they are guilty of of a capital offense. If a man has sex with his daughter-in-law, both must be put to death. They have committed a perverse act and are guilty of a capital offense. If a man practices homosexuality, having sex with another man, as with a woman, Both men have committed a detestable act. They must both be put to death, for they are guilty of a capital offense. If a man marries both a woman and her mother, he has committed a wicked act. The man and both women must be burned to death to wipe out such wickedness from among you. If a man has sex with an animal, he must be put to death, and the animal must be killed. If a woman presents herself to a male animal to have intercourse with it, she and the animal must both be put to death. You must kill both. Or they are guilty of a capital offense if a man marries his sister the daughter of either his father or his mother and they have sexual relations it is a shameful disgrace they must be publicly cut off from the community since the man has violated his sister he will be punished for his sin if a man has sexual relations with a woman during her menstrual period both of them must be cut off from the community for together they have exposed the source of her blood th- blood flow do not have sexual relations with your aunt, whether your mother's sister or your father's sister. This would dishonor a close relative. Both parties are guilty and will be punished for their sin. If a man has sex with his uncle's wife, he has violated his uncle. Both the man and the woman will be punished for their sin, and they will die childless. If a man marries his brother's wife, it is an act of impurity. He has violated his brother, and the guilty couple will remain childless mark eight eleven through thirty eight When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had arrived, they came and started to argue with him. Testing him, they demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. When he heard this, he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Sorry about that. My book got a little off kilter. When he heard this, he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why do these people keep demanding a miraculous sign? I tell you the truth, I will not give this generation any such sign. So he got back into the boat and left them, and he crossed to the other side of the lake. But the disciples had forgotten to bring any food. They had only one loaf of bread with them in the boat. As they were crossing the lake, Jesus warned them, Watch out, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. At this they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, Why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you know or understand even yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes, can't you see? You have ears, can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? When I fed the 5,000 with five loaves of bread, how many baskets of leftovers did you pick up afterward? Twelve, they said. And when I fed the 4,000 with seven loaves, how many large baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Seven, they said. Don't you understand yet, he asked them. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus, and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then, spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, Can you see anything now? The man looked around. Yes, he said, I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored. And he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him away saying, Don't go back into the village on your way home. Jesus and his disciples left Galilee and went up to the villages near Caesarea Philippi. As they were walking along, he asked them, Who do, you, who do people say I am? Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say you are one of the prophets, of the other prophets. Then he asked them, But who do you say I am? Peter replied, You are the Messiah. But Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Then Jesus began to tell them that the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things and be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but three days later, he would rise from the dead. As he talked about this openly with his disciples, Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Jesus turned around and looked at his disciples, then reprimanded Peter. Get away from me, Satan, he said. You are, say, you are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Psalm 42, 1-11 For the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before Him? Day and night I have only tears for food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, Where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking, as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you, even from distant Mount Hermon, Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mizar. I hear the tumult of the raging seas, as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. But each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me, and through each night I sing his songs, praying to God, who gives me life. O God, my rock, I cry, why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff. Where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Proverbs 10:17. People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life, but those who ignore correction will go astray. And that concludes our reading portion for today. So we will go ahead and look over here at the companion and see what questions we have today. Okay, so um, in Leviticus 20, 10 through 21, the list of commands against sexual sins in Leviticus twenty ten through twenty one includes extremely harsh punishments. Why is this? The detestable acts listed here were very common in the pagan nations of Canaan. Their religions were rampant with sex goddess, temple sex goddesses, temple prostitution, and other gross sins. The Canaanites' immoral religious practices reflected a decadent culture that tended to corrupt whoever came in contact with it. By contrast, God was building a nation to make a positive influence on the world. So he prepared the people for what they would face in the promised land and commanded them against falling into the trap of such sexual sins. Sexual sins were dealt with swiftly and harshly in the Old Testament. God had no tolerance for such acts for the following reasons. One, they shatter the mutual commitment of married partners. Two, they destroy the sanctity of the family. Three, they twist people's mental well-being, and four, they spread disease. Sexual sin has always been widely available, but the glorification of sex between people who are not married to each other often, other often hides deep tragedy and hurt behind the scenes. When society portrays sexual sins as attractive, it is easy to forget the dark side. God had good reasons for prohibiting sexual sins. He loves us and wants the very best for us. Okay, in Mark 8:11, why were the Pharisees seeking a sign from heaven? The Pharisees had tried to explain away Jesus's previous miracles by claiming they were done by luck, coincidence, or evil power. Here they demanded a sign from heaven, something only God could do. Jesus refused their demand because he knew that even this kind of miracle would not convince them. They had already decided not to believe. Hearts can become so hard that even the most convincing facts and demonstrations will not change them. And then in Mark 827, what kind of place was Caesarea Philippi? It was an especially pagan city known for its worship of Greek gods and its temples devoted to the ancient god Baal. Herod Herod Philip, mentioned in Mark six eighteen, changed the city's name from Caesarea to Caesarea Philippi so that it would not be confused with the coastal city of Caesarea and that's in Acts eight forty, the capital of the territory ruled by his brother Herod Antipas this pagan city where many gods were recognized was a fitting place for Jesus, place for Jesus to ask the disciples to recognize him as the son of God and Our psalm today, Psalm 42, it uh, begins the book two of psalms, and that will be Psalm 42 through 72. And these psalms, as we will see, include a prayer for rescue, a call to worship, a confession of sin, an encouragement to trust God, a psalm for those hurt by friends, a prayer for those who have been slandered and a missionary psalm, these psalms can help us retain a sense of wonder in our worship. And so um, the next few psalms that we'll be reading up to Psalm 49, they were written by the descendants of Korah. And Korah was a Levite who led a rebellion against Moses, and that will be in Numbers 16, 1 through 35 when we get there. He was killed, but his descendants remained faithful to God and continued to serve God in the temple. David appointed men from the clan of Korah to serve as choir leaders, and they continued to be temple musicians for hundreds of years. You may have parents or ancestors who rejected God or rebelled against him. That doesn't need to be a curse of your life. And this um, is in Ezekiel 18, 19 through 24 you have liberty to break that cycle of history and start a new line of people loyal to God. So there is, um, this topic is featured in Ezekiel uh, about, you know, that not being a curse on your life if any relatives or descendants went against God. So that is encouraging to know that we can start new and that we can raise our children uh, knowing who God is and Knowing that He sent us Jesus and um, continuing to pray for them, of course, throughout their lives, so that they know they can always um, they they will never be alone. They will never be alone. and we just continue to pray as children grow, that that they always know this and that they always come back to God our Father. Let's go ahead and end with our prayer today. Dear Lord, thank you for this time that we got to spend in your presence today. We just pray that we can hear you in our lives, that we can hear you in our hearts, that we can um, continue to have our hearts softened, Father, so that we can just um, truly understand uh, your, your plan and your purpose for each of us, and that we can just love you and seek you first in our lives and love all of the people that you have blessed us with. And we just thank you for all of our blessings. We thank you for your protection over us and for providing everything that we could need father. And we just pray for all of the people in our lives, our loved ones, family members and friends who don't know you. Well, we pray for them we pray that they can come to you, that they can seek you, Father, that they can find you and that they can, their hearts can be filled with the hope and joy of Jesus. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.